Tuscaloosa, we have a quarterback problem and maybe other problems along with it. In fact, much of the top contenders didn't look real good this week. Thankfully, late night, primetime saves the day. All that and more on this edition of Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm getting tired of losing to Purdue! I'm not here to round this week! That's why I got a college gift! That's why I was an All-American in Michigan! It's Division I football. It's a big twill. I've got so many ways to make love a million ways. I'm Mikey, how you doing? No technical difficulties. We're ahead of schedule. It's a good day, man. It's a good day. And you know what else was a good day? We ran our mouths and flapped our gums on here last week. Talk about what a crap card we had of football on Saturday. And here's the thing. When the bar is so low, it often over-delivers. And <laughs> I, I, you got to say, you know, it, it wasn't mass chaos. But there were a lot of interesting things that happened on Saturday. The card way over-delivered. We'll probably get into it later, but I I, I have some thoughts on 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 the I don't even know if I I haven't seen the number. Whatever the rating that the that the late night Colorado, Colorado State game oh, pulled. Oh man, I haven't even thought about that. We'll talk about that when we get there because I have some thoughts. I'm gonna sound ridiculous, I'm sure. But it, it really does seem like the headline of the week is whether the Nick Saban Alabama dynasty is indeed crumbling finally in front of our very eyes, 17 to three in Tampa. What the hell happened? Well, I always thought that when you had a quarterback from Notre Dame transfer to Alabama mm. and possibly start and is now starting, you got some issues. Tyler Buckner, I never saw as an elite quarterback by any means. And the fact that he got beat out by Jalen Milrow says more about Buckner than Milrow. My God, five for 14 for 34 yards before he gets yanked for something called Ty Simpson. I think Ty Simpson was John Hamm's uh, actual name in Top Gun Maverick, but that's another story. I, I know it. I know it was raining, but five for fourteen for thirty-four. Get the hell out of here! If it was raining, then McClellan should have been able to run the ball, and he couldn't do that either. In fact, it wasn't until the second half when they finally decided to give the ball to Roydell Williams that Alabama's offense finally got on track, if you could call it on track. Save the day, Roydell Williams, one hundred and twenty-nine yards and a touchdown. By the way, if you've been hiding under a rock, Alabama did win, but it was only 17-3 to as 32-and-a-half-point favorites. 
This is like they lost. This is like they uh, like they beat Appalachian State, and everybody acts like they lost. You know, that's what that's what happens when you when you play a Group Five team and you don't cover the spread. Um, they, they dropped about five or six spots in the top twenty-five. They should have. My God, this isn't the. They should have been out of the poll. Yes, they should have, and there's a couple other teams that should not be in the poll either. This is why I don't look at the poll this early in the year. I almost threw my computer against the wall when I found out that Iowa is ranked in the top 25. Come on! And they're the, the team on either the teams on either side of Iowa are interesting too. But we'll get to we'll get to that game in a little while. Let me throw this out at you, and, and this is. This is the telling part here, and I think this goes back to our conversation uh, that we had last week about, you know, Nick Saban can't X and O his way out of out, out of this one. Several years ago, there was a big time game that Alabama played against Georgia. It was played. It was they were playing for what do they call it? Oh, they played for the national championship. That's what they're playing for. Nick Saban took Jalen Hurts, a quarterback who. Need I remind you, led his team to the Super Bowl last season as the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles and sat his ass on the bench in favor of a freshman quarterback who it was just, boop, plug and play, and Tua Tagovailoa led Alabama to the big comeback and got the big touchdown pass in overtime to win the game and win the national championship in the state of Georgia, in front of all of the Bulldog faithful. And that quarterback, by the way, just threw for 450 yards in week one of the NFL season for the Miami Dolphins. And looked and looked really good last night against against the Patriots. My Dolphins are 2-0. Uh, I'm, I'm, quietly, I'm quietly giddy. But by, by the way, dear God, hate to say it, but they won this week against the New England Patriots, who are quarterback by Mac Jones. Hmm. So Mac Jones came after those guys, didn't he? Didn't he? He did. Yes. All right. So we've gone from all right. Then we've got Bryce Young in there. You know, it's, it's who's easy starting to win. for the Carolina Panthers? Easy if, to if win. My, easy if to win. My math is correct. Easy to win football games when you have you know just back to back to back to back NFL starters. Say what you will about Mac Jones. I think I still think Mac Jones is a pile of garbage and super overrated. But if he's starting for an NFL team, that's more than good enough to be successful in the college game. The f- and my point Bailey here Bailey Zappi still getting screwed. The fact of the matter is, is if Saban has Milrow, Buckner, something called Ty Simpson, and two freshmen on the bench, who between the five of them can't give us any more than that. And I still there's a story on why Milrow didn't play. And somebody's not talking. There's something else going on there. I would totally read and subscribe for a 2,500-word deep dive on The Athletic if somebody would tell me the story of why Ty Mil- uh, why Jalen Milrow did not play on Saturday. There's something going on there that someone's not saying. But um, Oh, no, 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 no. I, I think that was a smart move because you don't want to start a quarterback controversy if you don't have to. If you bring in Milrow, then you're admitting that you were wrong in benching him in the first place. But because of what happened, yeah, now you got a problem. The fact that they got five guys out there and none of them are, are have stepped up and established themselves as, as a, I mean, he's got two freshmen on the bench. He proved, he proved in that national championship game that he has no problem going to a freshman if it makes sense 
Obviously, neither of, the, neither of the freshmen on the bench are ready to roll for big time. None of these guys are ready for big time. The offensive line's a mess right there, now. There you and go. And they don't have any speed on the outside. Yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. I was going to say, yeah, they got five quarterbacks, but they don't have five offensive linemen who are worth a damn. Yeah, they've got... That's part of the problem. Because that yeah. offensive line also can't open holes for the running backs. And you're right. Outside, there's not a lot of talent. This is a very pedestrian offense for Alabama. Like I said last week, Saban originally came in and won with defense. And slowly over time, he built that offense up into you know these juggernauts that we saw late part of last decade where they had Heisman contenders in the backfield, a Heisman contender quarterback, and at least one dude on the outside who was a Heisman contender, if not three or four of those dudes. When he wasn't driving a there. car 100 miles an hour down the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, there, that too. Yeah, Alabama's in trouble, and it really leads... That leads me into, into next week. I think the most fascinating part about this is the, 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 the fan base is in full mutiny mode right now. And, and I mean, it's wild how spoiled the Alabama fan base is when we've got folks out here screaming for and I know it's the lunatic fringe but if you're if you're seriously talking about trying trying to get rid of Nick Saban after you, after what he's done for the past 15 years you're an absolute moron all right but the uh, the fan base is for the first time in a long time unsure of what the future has for the program there's a big time football game in Tuscaloosa this weekend and I'm I I am really really curious on what the crowd is specifically like because for the first time in 15 years the Bryant Denny Stadium crowd is going into a game not knowing that they're going to win the game. It is legitimately up in the air. It's not like it's not like this is going to be a tough game, but you know we expect to come out. They don't know. If any if any Alabama fan tells you otherwise, they're lying to you. Alabama does not know if they can really truly beat Ole Miss at home this weekend, and the desperation from that crowd is going to be fascinating this Saturday. I can't wait for it. Alabama opened and still is a seven-point favorite. And, of course, there is a ton of money, not smart money because it's early in the week, coming in on Mississippi. The question will be is if that line gets down to six and a half by, say, Friday or Saturday, will those same Bama fans who are calling for Nick Saban's head on a platter still bet on the Crimson Tide? It's going to be fascinating. Alabama went 59 minutes and 27 seconds before they took a two-score lead on a G5 team who didn't score a touchdown on Saturday. And who I already have pegged to lose this coming week against Rice. Yeah, that, that was absolutely... You, 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 you know, we'll talk about it more on Wednesday. You had money on Alabama for all the reasons anybody else would have had money on Alabama here. Yeah, it I was, was wrong. Yeah, and it happened for the first time. This and again, this goes back to it. Fifteen years. Unknow- the, the 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 fan base does not know what to expect because that every other time Alabama had would have eaten a loss like that in the way they did at home at national TV, all that stuff. This is the first time the answer was not sufficient. So it's so so the question for Bama is, 
Now what? We've been doing this show for 12 years, however long it is, doesn't matter, whatever. Alabama has not been in this position in, in years. They don't know what to do with themselves. There are, there are kids in high school right now that have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea what to do with their favorite football team right now because they've never had to face mortality in the mirror. This is the first time. And because of that, the, the le- and to a lesser extent, Clemson too, because Clemson is certainly certainly not the Clemson of old. We've had Alabama and Clemson for the past 10 years. It's basically the standard bear across the way. It was just a matter of where they're going to, you know, are they going to play in the semifinal or the final of the college football playoff? I think McMurphy had them playing in the postseason this year in the Gator Bowl as of this week. Interesting, interesting times. And because of that, makes it so much better for us because the top's wide open now and we're finally it looks like finally going to get a little bit of churn at the top of the sport which we have needed for seven or eight years now Ole Miss 20 to 1 SEC West champions that bet's looking better and better as the season rolls on cannot wait for this weekend it's going to be big. One of more than a half dozen big time games this weekend. Cards loaded. It's going to be great. I say churn at the top. Let, that brings us to our other game where Georgia found themselves. And that was me. I was the one that laid the big number on the dogs. Found themselves down two scores to South Carolina at home. Mike Bobo's offense looked absolutely ridiculously bad the first half. They finally flipped the switch there the third quarter and kind of you know, turned it on real fast, but they never just ran away with the game. Georgia, ew. maybe the SEC is trash this year. Oh, you think? In fact, I, I have something I was going to say for the Wednesday show. I don't have the stat in front of me right now, but the SEC in non-conference games against the spread is like less than 42%. Jeez. But yes, uh, we definitely had some other teams not perform well for long periods of time. You mentioned Georgia. They barely beat South Carolina 24-14, and that was not thanks to Spencer Rattler. My God, have you ever seen a Heisman Trophy contender fall this far? <laughs> I Since, since um, who was the Notre Dame kid that, that the old ESPN commentator claimed would win two Heisman Oh, Ron Palace. Yeah, Ron Palace. There we go. Ron, Ron Palace. Yeah, pride, pride of Berwick, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Spencer. Yeah, it, get those NIL deals while you can because you probably aren't getting an NFL contract. Good grief! How the mighty have fallen. Texas took most of three quarters to get in a position where they felt comfortable against Wyoming, and their backup quarterback Evan Savota. Finally winning 31 to 10. By the way, cha-ching, mortgage play, that was easy. Straight cash, homie. You did, you did tell me though. I said the spread was 10 points too low, and you said you said give me eight. Eight would have covered, 10 wouldn't have. So you're you're a wise man. You're a wise man. Let me throw this out because I'm gonna tie it back to our to, to the main story here. I thought, you know, wasn't it wasn't Arch Manning going to Alabama for the longest time? And then switch to Texas at the end. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice right now if uh, if old Arch suited up for the for, for the Houndstooth boys over there, the Crimson and White. Just saying. Well, apparently Just you saying. know that the bag of money wasn't big enough. 
the tr- the trans ham was a was a stick. It wasn't a man. It wasn't <laughs> Texas tie. That game was tied in the fourth quarter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was ten yeah, ten early. Texas in scored the, in the last twenty one points. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. The funniest outcome of the day would have been Wyoming beating Texas. Even I think even more. I, I think had South Florida beaten Alabama and Wyoming beat beaten Texas. I think Wyoming beating Texas would have been funnier than the other way. That's just maybe I'm maybe I'm biased here because. I'm at six year senior South here in Texas. Oh no no no! It would have been just because Texas beat Bama. I have Bama beat yeah. Texas, then it'd be the other way around. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, the other slow start, and my God, this would have been a monumental upset as well. Florida State thirty-one, Boston College twenty-nine. Mm. Again, bad weather. Seminoles, maybe a look ahead to Clemson, but by God, this is Boston College we're talking about. Boston College committed 18 penalties for about a gazillion yards. And I'm not even sure that was the most penalties or yardage on the week, by the way. I was going to say, if that's a gazillion, (laughs) then gazillion times infinity is what Colorado State gave up. Florida State sleptwalked through the uh, through the most of that game and then needed a face mask on what looked to be a third down stop. Boston College was going to get the ball back one more time with just needing a field goal to pull the upset. First real time on the road for Florida State this season. I don't know the neutral site game. That was basically a home yeah, game. Those are always tough, yeah. Yeah, first time on the road. You got a long trip up to up to Chestnut Hill. Weird atmosphere. And and like I told you, like I told you, every time Boston College plays football, they actively and literally do brand uh brand damage to the ACC. Whether they're just shitting the bed and, and just being absolutely incapable of playing good football, or knocking their their the the league's title contenders out of uh, out of the playoff race, one way or the other, you're going to get the best for Boston College. Way to show up, Eagles! I, I I appreciate it after you know however many years have been of absolute irrelevance. You could have at least pulled the upset, damn it! No, 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 because that would have given Clemson the open door that they need right now to get back in the ACC title hunt. We need no upset of Florida State. We need Florida State to beat Clemson, putting two losses on them before September's over and getting the Tigers completely out of the national title hunt. Well, yeah, but then then Florida State could have beaten Clemson and Clemson would have lost to a team that lost to Boston College. Let's do do some transit here. Okay, okay. Come on. (laughs) Besides, I, I, I just need some teams to pick up some losses in the ACC. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm being a little selfish here. Well, and actually, if you want to go to the transit of property even further, that would be a team who beat Florida State, who was nearly beaten by Holy Cross, or was beaten by Northern Illinois. Take your pick. <laughs> by the way, speaking of who was then pro- beaten by Southern Illinois. <laughs> We're talking about transitive property. North Car- North Carolina beat South Carolina by 14 in a neutral site. Georgia only beat South Carolina by 10 at home. North Carolina is a better team than Georgia. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. If we're going to talk about ridiculous, let's let's do it right now. Okay, prime let's, time. Let's do it. Prime flip, time. Flip to prime time. Flip to prime time. For those who didn't see the game because it finished at 11:30 p.m. Pacific, Colorado escapes in double overtime against Colorado State, 43-35. And then, because their team was a 20-point favorite, their fans stormed the field. 
let's let's be real here. How many more opportunities are the Colorado fans going to have to storm the field? Storm the field. <laughs> uh, probably none. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what their home schedule looks like the rest of the way. They probably I, I'm, got. One. I'm looking right now. <laughs> they probably have one of the Pac-12 bottom feeders at home. I would, I would guess. Okay, so they've got USC in a couple weeks. They do have Stanford on October 13th. I so, hope they don't rush the field against Stanford. Jesus. Oh, wouldn't that be a transitive effect? Because we'll get to the what Stanford did this past week. Oh but yes. That that would be. Colorado loses to the team that loses to Sacramento State. Mm. Uh, they also have Oregon State on homecoming. Oh, my God. That's going to be ridiculous. Uh, Arizona on November 11th. So, yeah, they they have a few more times they're going to be able to storm the field. I wa- will. How many people will be at homecoming who never set foot in a university <laughs> classroom? A lot. A lot. There will be a lot at homecoming. This was. I forgot that Chauncey Billups went to Colorado. Has he ever come back to the university until he was on the football field this past weekend? No idea. I, I have no idea on that. I know Carolina knocked him out of the NCAA tournament in '97. That was the they beat Colorado the uh, the for the game. Dean Smith broke Adolph Ruff's uh, all time wins record, second round of the NCAA tournament, uh, and that was that that was that Colorado team. Let's just cut through all the crap here. This was pro wrestling. Oh, no doubt. This this entire thing was pro wrestling. It was a work. If you have to ask yourself if it was a work, it was a work. Um, Dion and Jay talked him into the building. They sold it out. They had, I don't know what the rating is for that game, but everybody was up late on Twitter tweeting about. It. There was they were there, nobody on Twitter was tweeting about anything else except for this football game late Saturday night. All the same, it it was a, it was an event. It's it, it was the type of it was the type of event that Twitter was a, just optimized for. What made it so great back in its heyday, it was for events like this. I told you that I fell asleep or I went to bed immediately after Colorado State took their own field goal off the board for the penalty and then threw the interception that got overturned right before they threw the next interception that got returned all the way for the touchdown, complete with the late hit in the end zone. Which, I mean, it's pro wrestling. The whole thing was pro wrestling. I didn't see anything else, but I, I did. I took the time to scroll back through my Twitter feed and and read it in real time as oh, the whole thing oh, fell out. Dear God, it was hilarious. The, the the just everything was hilarious. Hell of a game, especially when you consider that one team was a twenty three and a half point dog. Yeah, I, we came so close to probably for the first time ever a team winning a game as a twenty point dog, and then losing a game as a twenty point favorite. <laughs> I've not been able to confirm that, but I'm pretty Damn sure it. that had never happened before. This is what's even, and, and look, I'm I'm only being half serious here, but the fact that I'm being part of the way serious is, is a problem. If Jay Norvell didn't coach that game, like like we had to book some false finishes, Colorado State wins that game. I'm sorry. 
they gave the game away. Gift wrap, silver bow, kazoos and streamers, birthday cake, the works. Punted it away. Great punt. Just because it was a great punt in Pin Colorado Deep doesn't mean it was the right decision. They should have went for it on fourth and two and won the damn game, ended it right there. And then when you Especially score... Especially as poor as Colorado... There was enough time for Colorado to score, obviously. So it didn't matter if they were at the two or the 45. And Colorado's defense is so poor. They, come on, if you can't get two yards, you don't deserve to win the game. And if you couldn't get two yards there, could you got two yards when you got the touchdown in the first overtime? Yeah. How about win one. the game on your own terms right there? All you, If you can't get two yards, you don't deserve to win the game. And... Jay Norville, Jay Norville coach chicken shit. And then they go to the prevent defense on the last drive, which yeah, just, just let Shadour just carve them up. All the Shadour Sanders, I, I look, I know kids these days are young and said he told tells that in the interview he went Brady mode or whatnot. Look, it wasn't Tom Brady that went 98 yards to tie the game at, at the old Cleveland Stadium back in the day. That was Elway. Just let's get things right here. If we're gonna attribute, uh, if we're gonna attribute great feats. To, to dickhead quarterbacks. That's at least attributed to the right ones, all right? And, and Tom Brady has never run a yard in his life. No. I actually, if you want to compare anybody, I'd say Steve Young. Yeah, but that, 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 that's not, you know, Steve Young's not on Twitter, you know, retweeting these, these kids, you know. You got to do it for the clout, you know. You got to do it for, for Offset and, and Master P and The Rock and, and everybody that was on the sideline. Yeah, for, all for of which have University of Colorado degrees. I'm sure of it. Mark Jones called it the BET Awards and did it live on ESPN, which is beyond hilarious. And here's the thing. Look, I, we, we've been banging on Dion since the offseason. All the talk. Look, the business needs heels. All right? The business needs... And this is great. It's great for business. Oh, it's great. It's absolutely great for business. Yeah. We we love we love cheering against those Miami teams back in the day. We love cheering against Tebow. We love cheering against you know all all the the, the you know the, the media builds it up and it's it's just ridiculously over the top. The media doesn't have to do it, but the fact that they do it leads to us being you know being haters, and I guess that's what they want. Yeah, the you know what I have in. found? I found it funny. Yet, I really, I really hate that this is coming up. There's social media warriors out there who are claiming that the reason everybody hates Deion Sanders is because he's black. Oh, and, and that's and, pure uh, bullshit. No, 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 no. And let me just say, you, you want a comparison? In the 80s, or maybe it was the 90s, that T-shirt that said convicts versus criminals the convicts were run by a white guy named Jimmy Johnson. Well, there were also convicts on the other side of the field too. And no, here's a, no, there's there's absolutely there is absolutely a uh, a portion of this that is race driven, and there is a pocket of of fans well, yeah, yeah, who there, are a, absolutely. But yeah, it's not all the way across the. It's not all the way across the board. Assholes. But yeah. Oh, the absolutely. Majority of the people. And this is a, this is a shoot, all right. This is a shoot. ESPN game. They, they had they had me flipping back and forth between ESPN game day and Big Noon Saturday, Big Noon kickoff, back and forth like it was fucking Nitro and Raw back in '98. Oh man, Dion was on both shows like Ravishing Rick Rude. No kidding. 
He was out within about 30 minutes of each other. He did an interview on e- on ESPN, and then he went over to the concert on, on Fox and did an interview with Fox. Did, did it was he hilarious. shave and grow a beard in between? Unfortunately, no. And he did. Ha- he had the exact same. Uh, he had the exact same outfit. I was hoping he'd at least change. But you know, he's got to hawk those. Uh, he's got to hawk the sunglasses that he was able to to, to con Norvell into mentioning, so he could turn around and, and make a quick buck off it. So, so there was that part. Hey, uh, I, just but, for the people who don't know what we're talking about, remind us about Rick Rude. Did he did he shave or did he suddenly grow the beard? He he grew the. Or so he was wearing the beard. When he was taped on Raw. So how it happened, Nitro came on. I don't know if it came on first or... Nitro was always on first. Yeah. Anyway, on his taped appearance on Raw, which came later, he had the full beard. That's what it was. So when he showed up on Nitro, he had it shaved. So it would show (laughs) that it was taped over on the other channel. Same night. Freaking legend. Freaking legend, Ravishing Rick Rude. But yeah, I mean, it was... They had ES, so he was on ESPN, Fox. There was one other channel that he was doing uh, sports with this week, and he was featured on sixty Minutes this week. Insane. Not not CBS Sports. He was on sixty Minutes. We're talking Mike Wall's shit here. Unbelievable. By the, way, uh, the ratings are not in yet for the Colorado College State game, but. The ratings for the Colorado-Nebraska game last week was an 8.7 million tune-in. Dion's putting butts in the seats, man. Every 18 inches. he's a wor- He is a carny son of a bitch. He's a working dude, man. There are quarterbacks right now decommitting from Alabama and getting to Colorado. Well, except for the fact that Dion's probably not going to be at Colorado next year. He's going to go somewhere else. So let me bring this uh, up. He'll be I there as to- long as his son's there. Uh, good. Well, hey, transfer portal. He can go wherever he wants. He can go. He can. So Saban can retire. Shadour can transfer to Alabama. I heard they need a quarterback. <laughs> They'll need a coach too. Two things. One, the Travis Hunter hit. That's some bullshit. Oh my god, that's the best fifteen yards Colorado has ever given up ever. If if I was Jay Norville, I would have been handing hundred dollar bills to that kid immediately, because as soon as Hunter went out of the game. That's when Torrey Horton just went off for the rest of the game. And every receiver moves up a notch on the defensive back scale. And considering Colorado only had one defensive back who was worth anything, that's when Colorado State was able to throw the ball at will for the rest of the night. And yeah, Travis Hunter now, you weak little piece of shit, going to be out for a couple of weeks. Come on. Bye-bye, depth. So the fir- the first replay of the hit, I was like, ah, that's not that fifteen yards. It was clean. It was a clean, only, good, unnecessary. I only, I only it was oh, it was absolutely unnecessary. It wasn't like vicious or anything. But it was it was it was late. It no, was late, and was, I don't know. It was clean but unnecessary. I I don't know if he came in with the I don't know if he came in with the knee. It looked like he, he did something with his with his knee when he came in and tried to take his leg out or something. But like, when I first watched it, I only saw like the like the the back half of the play, and in real time, I was man, that didn't look like. But when I saw the whole play when it, with the drop back and the pass and everything, oh, I was like, oh man, this, this it's open season now. This is great. But again, it's this is sports entertainment. All right, the sports entertainment. So so and so speaking of sports entertainment, Dion, this brings me to my that last question that we'll get off. Uh, of all the, unless you got anything else. Um, I, I have D, one little thing. 
Go, give me your little thing first. Well, okay. Michael Harrison, Colorado's tight end who became a big thing in late in fourth quarter and overtime. Yes. They called him from San Francisco. I've covered football games in San Francisco. It's an inner city football area. He went to St. Ignatius Prep School, which is so far not San Francisco. <laughs> and I, I can tell work. I can tell O.J. Simpson Galileo High stories right now, but we're running long. I'll, I'll save that for another time. You got to work though. You got to work the marks here. Um, <laughs> Here's my other point. If Dion goes to Colorado a year prior, and I'm crediting Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports on this on this take. If Dion goes to Colorado a year prior, does the Pac-12 survive? Oh, that's a good question, and I think the answer is probably yes. I think the answer is yes too. I, there's a lot of hyperbole out there about you know how what's the ceiling of the program and all this stuff. I think it's completely ridiculous. Because but I do think I it, could get them a better TV contract at that point. And here's the thing, because they're going to say, "Oh, well, you can't lock you know you can't lock in anything." What wouldn't you think that the networks would would like do some backdoor deals there to make sure he's you know actually locked in and ain't going anywhere for a while? Like, like, I know he's got his reality show on Amazon Prime right now. That shit ain't staying on stream, and that's going to that's going to Fox if he if if Fox gets the Pac-12 contract. That's going to ESPN if ESPN gets the Pac-12 contract. Right? I mean, they could they could blow this up all, all sorts of different ways with all these extra things to make sure that he's he's locked in on the conference. And now the fact that he's not. So, which leads me to my next point on that. This is all related here. All right, so Colorado's going to Big 12. Big 12's got still got this hybrid. Oh, I, I guess Fox kind of picked it up for next year. I don't know. Aren't the networks at this point, after seeing these early ratings, like, okay, how can we keep the how can we keep the money train rolling here? How can we how can we make sure that that Dion continues to work the work the marks into a shoot? How how can we funnel money to the programs? To make sure that they've got the, the 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 cash to keep Prime around, I'm just saying it's going to get messy because the networks are going to want content from him beyond just what this is right now. They're going to have to build on it for the next season. Well, and next season he'll be in the Big Twelve. Who's got exactly. the Big Twelve contract? I I think that's a Fox exclusive as of next year. I think. Okay. I think when it came down to it, all that ESPN was left with was uh, was SEC and the ACC. There may be some lower tier rights. I don't know. It's 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 media details that are down the headlines here, and 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 we can deal with them. We can deal with them at another time. If you if you want to deal with your own headlines and your own details at another time, and just get away from it all, hit up our girl Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She can take care of you and your uh, you and your traveling party for anything you need going forward. Whether you want to go on a major cruise. All-inclusive destinations throughout the Caribbean, Disney, Universal, all that stuff. She's the expert at all this. Custom-made itineraries, color-coded columns, all this stuff, all this fancy stuff to make sure you don't miss a thing for your next awesome vacation. Tell her you heard about her on Six Year Seniors, and she will give you $23.5 off for every <laughs> point that Colorado State uh, blew that spread by uh, last week. Uh, she'll do, she'll do 23, 23 and a half dollars off your next vacation deposit. 
WP Magic Journeys on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the usual, uh, all the usual suspects. Wendy Prater at Magic Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories. Well, I guess now it's finally time to talk about the SEC again. They had themselves a really good conference opener between Florida and Tennessee. Wouldn't you know it? Florida shows up, upsets Tennessee 29-16. Is the SEC any good at all, considering that Florida lost to Utah just a few weeks ago? Or are the Gators turning the quarter? One, I don't think Florida's as bad as they looked against Utah. I'm still not convinced on them being good. But uh, but I, I, I think they're, they're okay. Tennessee's going to have some problems here. You should have told me last week that Tennessee hadn't won at the Swamp in 20 years. Maybe I wouldn't have laid the coin on the Vols there. Good grief. Uh, if I'd known um, that, I might have laid plus. I might have taken six and a half rather than holding off for the seven. Staying away, yeah. It, it's interesting. With Tennessee losing now, there's only a handful of undefeated teams left in the SEC. And for all the crap we gave Georgia about their soft schedule in the offseason... All those undefeateds are still on Georgia's schedule coming up down the line. So if they're actually any good, Georgia might actually get a challenge between now and the SEC title game. We'll see about that. I don't know. The end of that Florida-Tennessee game was hilarious. So Tennessee calls timeout late. And the explanation for this was just pure bullshit. But they forced Graham Burtz to run around aimlessly, waiting for the clock to run out. He gets clocked by one of the Tennessee defensive linemen. Clocked, clocked. All right, we're. He didn't get. It was. He got sneezed on. It wasn't much. But this is Graham Mertz we're talking about. (laughs) One of the Florida offensive linemen, you know, defends Mertz's honor, and then all of a sudden, there's this Tennessee. I'm guessing a defensive back because he's wearing number five. And he's, like, got both fists up, ready to brawl with this offensive lineman. He's squared what up. What the hell's going on here? It's all pro wrestling. That's all. It's all. It's all pro wrestling. It's all a work. And the sooner we embrace that, the, the, the happier we'll be. The officials, by the way, in that game were a, a little suspect. Florida got every call, but I don't think it would have mattered. LSU beat Mississippi State 41-14. Now mm. LSU's looking better after performing horribly against Florida State just a couple weeks ago. So again, is this a matter of the SEC isn't any good, or is LSU improving? I think LSU is improving. I, I, I think they were a little banged up going to that game, lost a couple of guys in a fall practice. They'll sort some stuff out. I think come end of the year, LSU still wins the West here. That was uh, an impressive performance uh, on the road. Cowbells all around it, and LSU just like, nah, we ain't messing around with this. Let's see what they do the next few weeks, but but I'm confident that LSU's on the uh, on the right path here. We talked about this week's slate being very pedestrian. Missouri and Kansas State saved the day in the early time slot. Harrison Mevis, a 61 field goal after a bizarre run of events in the final seconds to give Missouri a 30 to 27 win. Yeah, good grief, they. It should have been 56-yarder. I don't even remember how, how it happened. All I know is that... that well, okay, it, it happened because Missouri, after Kansas State called timeout, somehow was penalized for delay of game because delay they, couldn't, of game, yeah. they, they couldn't make a decision during Kansas State's timeout. 
it was ridiculous. It was just stupid. And, and then and then Mevis just comes at the thicker kicker, by the way. The dude, dude's massive. I, I, yeah, he uh, wears six. like 92, I think. Kicker wearing 92. Yeah, that's that's the guy who shanks the 30-yarder. Yeah, exactly. No, 61 yards, and it really wasn't. I watched it live because I'm hoping it goes to overtime and Kansas State can score the touchdown. I need the points here. I wa- so Kansas State sends the sends the guy back for the for the return. He's going to kick it, try to take it back, and you can just watch him. And he's standing dead center, and he's he's got his eye on the ball, eye on the ball, and he just his head just goes right back through the pose. He watches the ball go through, and it just like shrugs his shoulders, like what 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 can you do, you know? Mavis drilled him. It probably would have been good for 65, 66. Yeah, it, was, it, it, it wasn't some, close. Yeah, yeah, it, it has some it has some juice on it. And then thanks, did, thanks did for nothing, catch, Kansas did, State. Did you catch the very end? As the Missouri fans are storming the field. Yeah, so yeah, so at that point, the, 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 is there a flag? Did Missouri call a timeout that they didn't have? Which I'm still not convinced that didn't happen. By the way, oh, I, I think there was a fl- I think there was a flag on the field, and the officials knew there was no way they were getting the fans off the field to be able to re-kick. Or oh no, absolutely, yeah. And they said, "Screw it." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the the, the students took matters into their own hands. So credit the uh, the kids on that. That's good. That's good stuff. Enjoy it while you can. Mississippi beats Georgia Tech 48-23. Jackson Dart runs for 136 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Ole Miss, nice little tune-up ahead of uh, ahead of this week's big game. A lot of eyes on Tuscaloosa this weekend. Can't believe that Mississippi is a seven-point underdog. Wrong team favored. Vegas builds big buildings in the desert for a reason. Yeah, 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 I know. I know, I, I know. It, it, it reeks a stay away for me just for that reason. I think there's a reason it's seven. They know they're going to get Alabama money. This is a case where they know that the Alabama fans are going to bet on Alabama and it's guaranteed money for Vegas. I don't know. I don't know if, if Alabama fans are, are that confident in their team this week. That's the problem. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Like I said the smart money so far has come in on Mississippi. Not surprising. Well, we'll see how that evens out at the end of the week. Absolutely. Let's move on to some other games of note for some people who have been following us. Washington, 41, Michigan State, 7. There's another mortgage play winner. We didn't. I don't think we got the diddly poo tweet for, oh, for but Matt. Poor, poor Matt. But God, it was bad. <laughs> it, it was bad. He knew it was bad. I, I don't think he got until midway in the second quarter when he was about ready to just leave. Man, it was bad. Michael Penix threw for a gazillion yards, and I don't even think he threw a pass after about the five with five minutes left in the second quarter. I mean, the third quarter. He is your Geno Smith Memorial September Heisman Trophy winner. I, I'm I'm calling it right now. So, at halftime, he had 378 yards and four touchdowns, and by the time he sat down in the third quarter, he was up to 473. Yeah, and and left the game after 39 minutes. That's 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 a good night's work. Penix has been fantastic this season. Michigan State allowed a school high 713 yards to Washington. Which that might have that might have been my favorite tweet uh, of Bishop's ranting was the halftime graphic which showed Michigan State tackling somebody and he said something along the lines of how long did it take you to find a picture of them getting a tackle? <laughs> great stuff. Poor Just poor great Michigan stuff. State. <laughs> oh man. 
Ohio State beats Western Kentucky 63-10. Michigan beats Bowling Green 31-6. Penn State knocks off Illinois 30-13. The Big Three keep on rolling. Yeah, the Big Ten's Big Three keep rolling. Kyle McCord maybe starting to find his groove, but he's going he's gonna to need more than 318 and three touchdowns against Western Kentucky to go to Notre Dame this week and have Ohio State come out with a win. Big time showdown there. One of just a, you know, just a great slate of games. And once again, I am shocked by the line. Ohio State is a three-point favorite. And mm. Mm. Notre Dame all the way. Wrong team favored. You might be right on that one. We'll talk about it more on Wednesday, I'm sure. Also in the Big Ten, Wisconsin beats Georgia Southern 35-14. to Oh, Jesus. Man, Georgia Southern was up 14-7 early in the third quarter. Then Wisconsin just ran the ball right down their throats. Couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, Davis Brin with the uh, with the notable stat uh, of throwing the same amount of uh, interceptions as his jersey number. Oh. Um, yeah, way to go there. Southern's in the if you take the take the interceptions off the board, Southern's in the game, but they just couldn't get out of their own way. And when and when Wisconsin starts to you know get the get the ground game going, they they're hard they're hard trained to stop. Meanwhile, the rest of the Big Ten laid down to the ACC: Louisville twenty one, Indiana fourteen, Duke thirty eight, Northwestern fourteen, North Carolina, your team thirty one, Minnesota thirteen. ACC wins the ACC Big Ten Challenge, as everybody pre- uh, predicted. I'll save any, I'll save most of my Tar Heel comments for another day, and, and I'm not going to overreact here with you know, about a score beating Northwestern. But Duke's looking legit right now. Riley Leonard's really good. We might have a massive, massive Duke Carolina football game on the calendar here in a few weeks if things keep. Rolling that way. I am curious to see what the Dukies do when Notre Dame comes to town. Coming off the big Ohio State game. So it's let down city when the Irish come to Durham in a couple weeks. Something to keep an eye on. Oh yeah, that's a bad letdown spot for Notre Dame. Bad spot. Bad spot for a sneaky, sneaky good Duke team right now. By the way, Notre Dame... Prepped for Ohio State by beating Central Michigan 41-17. Audrey Kostimi runs for 176 yards and a touchdown. He leads the nation early in rushing. Something to keep an eye on. Hey, that he could be a he could be quite the uh, the tool in the box for for Marcus Freeman if if the Irish get a lead Saturday night. We'll see. Big time game on NBC. Big 12 teams looked good this week. BYU 38, Arkansas 31. That was nearly over the total at halftime. Bad bet there by someone. Yeah, but yeah, somebody got got it. I could not believe. I could not believe that this turned into a shootout, but somehow it did. I have no idea. Me either. It was a fun. It was a fun game. It was a very fun game. Yeah. BYU opens their Big 12 play at Kansas, who had a lot of trouble at Nevada late night before prevailing 31-24. I knew I should have taken the points there, that there was no fucking business. <laughs> no, that Kansas should have been a four-touchdown favorite over anybody. But hey, you know, say la vie. And West Virginia defeats Pittsburgh 17-6. The Panthers are really looking bad. 
Well, I hope they look bad for at least one more week while Carolina's got to go up to pit while they're uh, licking their wounds. Bowling shoe, ugly game. But let me tell you something. I, and I mentioned this last week. As far as an entertaining atmosphere goes, there are very, very few better than the backyard brawl. Last year it was great. This year it was great. We've got ABC getting the getting the wide pan of of the of the sections of the crowd, and there's just West Virginia fans with just shirts that say "Eat Shit Pit." <laughs> and so then, so then during one of the breaks, they're singing "Sweet Caroline," but instead of "Bomp Bomp Bomp," it's "Eat Shit Pit," and, and it's just broadcast across everything. It's fantastic. It's top notch. Big ups, big ups to you, Mountaineers. Maybe you can do something in the in the Big Twelve and save Neil Brown's job. We'll see what happens. Uh, I wouldn't get that excited. I'm not getting that vote either. But hey, they got to win over the, the the local rivals. So so get some momentum and go with it. Let's put it this way. Okay, Pittsburgh lost to Cincinnati, who just lost to Miami of Ohio. The fake Miami, because they couldn't even beat the real Miami earlier. So yeah, that's right. Good point. Let's head over to the American. A few teams looked really good, but I'll tell you, man, this conference could be wide open. Memphis had a lot of trouble with Navy before prevailing Mm -hmm. 28-24. Blake Watson, nice little running back for Memphis, but the midshipman may have found a new running back in his kid, Alex Texa, T-E-C-Z-A, 163 yards and a touchdown. That was an entertaining game on the weeknight there. It was good stuff. Tulane beats Southern Miss 21-3. Kai Horton still replacing Michael Pratt. What I got out of this game, though, was Frank Gore ran 13 times for 16 yards, and he now is 30 carries for 76 yards on the season. I talked in the preseason about how much gas he might have for a pro career. Now we got to wonder if he's got enough gas to finish a college career. That's Trent Richardson with the Colts-type numbers right there. Good grief. And Texas San Antonio, without Frank Harris, loses to Army 37-29. That puts Army back on a six-win schedule. But remember, they need seven because they've got two FCS teams on their schedule. Even without Frank Harris, the Roadrunners need to figure that one out and uh, and couldn't do it. Big-time win for Army there. And like I said, it opens up the American Wide open. Memphis, SMU, Texas, San Antonio, if they get their act together. Heck, Navy might be able to do something. That was a four-point loss on the road. Yeah, I guess a pretty good Memphis team. Another team looking to grab that group of five spot on New Year's Day. South Alabama convincingly knocked off Oklahoma State 33-7. to Carter Bradley. Yes, that was an easy one for you. Never a doubt. Carter Bradley, a couple of first-half touchdowns. Uh, this game, if if you could say 33-7 wasn't as close as the final score, this was. South Alabama just put a beat down on Oklahoma State. We talked about Alabama's issues with their quarterback room. Uh, Oklahoma State, if you got three quarterbacks, you ain't got no quarterbacks. And they ain't got no quarterbacks, including the coach's son. They got issues there in Stillwater. Yeah, they were 16 for 35 for 114 yards and an interception. That's three that's, quarterbacks that, that's worth of data. Horrible. James Madison, 16, Troy, 14. Another good game that might have been hard to find. It was on the NFL Network. Man, that was a long night of defense. 
I'll, I'll give the Dukes their props. They absolutely shut the Troy running game down. Troy could not run the ball at all. So it was on Gunnar Watson to try to get what he could and, and just too much pressure all night long. Great atmosphere, got chippy at times, which is what I'm what we're looking for in the Sun Belt. This is good stuff. I, you know, alma mater, you know, took one in the mouth. Oh well, so be it. Good game, good on you, Dukes. Go, uh, go, keep winning. All good, but if you're gonna entertain people, you need to be better than six for thirty-one on third down, which is what those two teams combined for. Defenses came to play. Mountain West picked up a couple of big victories. Fresno State beat Arizona State 29-0. Jaden Rashada was injured, and Arizona State apparently doesn't have any quarterbacks either beyond him. You talk about fighting for a group of five New Year's Six spot. Fresno State, your leader in the clubhouse right now. Bulldogs have looked really, really good. They've got two wins over Power 5 teams now this year. They're sitting in pole position to win the Mountain West right now as Boise State has struggled coming out of the gate. Keep your eyes on the Bulldogs. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about UNLV? They just beat an SEC team. They knocked <laughs> off Vanderbilt 40-37. to 37. I follow a couple of Vandy fans on Twitter. Because they're generally good people. They were irate watching this game. You know, just they lost of, a 17-0 lead. <laughs> missed the go-ahead field goal in the final minute. And then gave up the go-ahead uh, field goal. The game winner... Uh, just a few minutes later, just just hilarious. I mentioned that Miami of Ohio beat Cincinnati 31-24. That was in overtime. That's going to be the final game for quite a while in that interstate rivalry. Also in the MAC, Ohio beats Iowa State 10-7. I believe your quote was, Disney should be sued for putting this game on ESPNU. That's an FCC violation. It's got to, you got to put that on the plus or something. You can't air that game on you know regular cable here. Iowa State missed a field goal early in the fourth quarter that the angles that we saw looked like it was probably good, but you know, there was never that definitive, you know, right on the pole. It was one of the ones that went up and, you know, the where the kick goes over the upright. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wound up being the, uh, the difference in the game, but. The good news is, though, that most of the Iowa State players had the under. <laughs> hey, did speak, speaking of which, did uh oh never mind, never mind. You, we've got we've got over and unders later. Never mind. I didn't see it further down the card. Here. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're gonna get there. Yes. Okay. But need to talk about the big upset on the West Coast: Sacramento State thirty, Stanford twenty three. Sac State knocks off. Their old coach Troy Taylor's new FBS team. Do you see the the, the game winning touchdown? That was fantastic. Oh Caden man, he B- got Caden Bennett scrambling, nearly tackled, almost down to a knee, where he just shovels the pass off to Marcus Fulcher. Fulcher does the rest, breaking like four or five tackles along the way. It was it was out highlight reel worthy, and it was Fulcher's only catch of the game. Make them count, baby. So, yeah, we'll get to some oddities here, including the over-under you're talking about. Uh, first, Eastern Michigan beats Massachusetts 19-17. to Sorry, UMass, that close to your second win, but it's not happening. You poor, poor UMass. And then what you want to talk about, Iowa hits an over. They score 41 points in beating Western Michigan 41-10. to 
in- including in- including running it up in the final minute. Yes, thirty seconds left, fourth and goal at the two, and they decide to run the ball for the meaningless touchdown at the end of the game. They were also throwing the ball on that drive up thirty-four to ten in the last two minutes. Look, until they have three hundred points and or six wins, there is no such thing as as, as a meaningless me a meaningless t- touchdown <laughs> for this offense. The, uh, the 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 total on the points on a pole board here down to two fifteen. But there's some, there, there's some rumblings uh, in the back that there that there may be some uh, some Vince Russo booking with the uh, with the briefcase. We'll see what happens on that. I don't know. You know, it's to, to to be continued. They're at Penn State this week. The total right now is forty one. And yes, once again, just book it. I'm betting the over. Good God. Although Penn State might have to do it themselves this week. I, I think it's the whiteout game. I, I I think they're going with the whiteout at Penn State this week. So. And finally, you remember Portland State, who just got demolished by Oregon You State put this on the card. Ago? Yes, I did. Yes. Well, they beat somebody named North American 91 nothing. Portland State had 10 running backs go for 302 yards and seven touchdowns. North American is wasn't that the secondary title on, on in Impact or something back in the day? The North American title? <laughs> I have no idea. Portland State put Intercontinental on on the on the schedule next season. Let's do it. <laughs> By the way, North American is in Stafford, Texas. They started football. In, they started football in 2020 during the COVID year. Oh wow! Yeah, just talk about a bad omen. Good grief. Stafford, I guess, is is just outside Houston. Are you familiar? I am not. I have no idea where that's at. Well, they've got a university, apparently. Congratulations. And you just got beat 91 nothing by a team that got beat by Oregon 81 to 7. So let's see, transitive property, that's 172 (laughs) to 7. North American got caught ahead, uh, got caught looking ahead to that rivalry game with Our Lady of the Lake. So let's look ahead. How's that for a transitive property? Let's look oh, ahead. that's very good. You like that? You like very that? good. Let's look ahead to this week's schedule. We start on Thursday, 4.30 Vegas time, Georgia State at Coastal on ESPN. Hey, it's football. It's football. It's opposite of the uh, the Niners-Giants NFL game. So. Ooh. Yeah. My God, did the Giants look like they were headed to oblivion. And then, thankfully, they were playing the Arizona Cardinals this week. Yeah, exactly. Bar- Barkley's still hurt, though, so th- they might have some issues going forward. By the way, I'm 0-2 in my fantasy football league. How about you? I'm 2-0 and have had the highest score each week. Oh, God. So You're I'm playing against a bunch of fools. I might, I might be. I might You're going to have to come back and play against real football owners. No, thanks. I'm, not, I'm, I'm done. This is a one and done playing against a bunch of guys with groin injuries you've never seen. <laughs> Who are you to doubt my fantasy football league? El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds Who different. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? 
Let's, let's get, let's okay, get some. how about Dean Malenko? I was going to give him a title shot. He was the big man, oh. wanted to injure me. Hey, come injure me now, you little punk. He's sitting at home with some kind of hokey injury. This is a real injury, Dean Malenko. Dean this Malenko. is like groin pull that likes you've never seen in your whole life. On Friday, 4 p.m., Wisconsin at Purdue on Fox Sports 1. That might be a good little game, and Purdue might be able to beat Wisconsin. Early line, Badgers by six on the road. That's a feisty little spot there for the Boilers. At 4.30 on ESPN, North Carolina State at Virginia. Go Hoos! And then two late games, Air Force at San Jose State on Fox Sports 1, Boise at San Diego State on CBS Sports, both 7.30 Vegas starts. Uh, see if Boise can go on the road and get a much-needed conference win here. They've struggled against respectable competition. They did beat North Dakota after actually struggling with them for about a quarter and a half on Saturday. Just let Genty free. That kid's got a lot of talent. Just let him run the ball. We'll see what happens. Then on Saturday, it's a great card. This is this is why they make college football Saturdays, y'all. It really does. At 9 a.m. on ABC, it's the first of many big games. It's Florida State at Clemson. Florida State's only a two-point favorite on the road here. Clemson has had the punk card thrown down on them. They've heard it for weeks now, but, you know, they lost to Duke. What are they going to do? Florida, big, bad Florida State's coming to town. We'll see if Dabo's got anything up the sleeve. This should be a feisty, feisty matchup. A few games you might want to put in picture in picture at the same time. Rutgers at Michigan on the Big Ten Network. Come on! Why would we put that in picture in picture? Because Rutgers could run the ball long enough to frustrate Michigan. Just saying. It's still, it might it's still be Michigan and Rutgers, though. Michigan's going to win the game 70 to nothing, right? <laughs> Western Kentucky at Troy on ESPNU. And Army at Syracuse on the ACC Network. Garrett Schrader ran for like 180 yards this past week did, for Syracuse. Did you did you see the play action fake where he did the bootleg? No, the, I, the I did not bootleg? see a. Play oh my! That this this was the one of the best plays I've ever seen. He ran a, a fake handoff to the right side and just stood back in the pocket and let the play play out for a good second, two seconds, and then sprinted off for 30 yards and slid down to put the game away. Oh, I love that. It was an incredible fake. At 1230, big games galore. You got Mississippi at Bama on CBS. You got Colorado and Oregon on ABC. You got UCLA and Utah on Fox. Good Pac-12 game there. UCLA having to go out to the U. See if UCLA getting a little buzz here early in the season. This could be the first big test here. Uh, by the way, Oregon, if we hadn't said it, three touchdown favorite against Dion's Buffaloes on the road. The first real test for the Buffs. Although we thought TCU was going to, we can't say first real test when they were a 22 point dog, right? I mean, right? Yeah, but TCU is not in any way, shape, or form Oregon. And no. if Colorado State can throw for nearly 400 yards or whatever, Fowler Nicosi threw against him. What's Bo Nix going to do when Travis Hunter isn't in the game at all? I just I want to see like just just take the fair catch it every kickoff and to just do you know, just 
four go routes, you know, four streaks, all streaks, 75 yard bombs every time. And just see if you can hit them. <laughs> I probably could. I think they could. That's the thing. <laughs> By the way, UCLA and Utah is going to feature probably a pair of rising freshman quarterbacks. Dante Moore at UCLA now has the job. And I'm guessing that Cam Rising is not going to open his season against UCLA. So we're going to see Nate Johnson again. So it'll be a rising quarterback, but not a rising quarterback. Yeah, very good. Barump up. You'll be here all week. All right. Be sure to tip your servers. Also, if you can find room on the picture-in-picture scale, BYU at Kansas on ESPN. Then we get down to 4 p.m., Oregon State at Washington State on Fox. Hmm. Uh, Appalachian State at Wyoming on CBS Sports. That's random as hell, but that should be pretty good. And actually, let's go back just to remind you not to watch this game. Do not turn on Fox Sports 1 between about 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Vegas time because that's Oklahoma State at Iowa State. <laughs> Iowa, here's, Iowa State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Hey, do they have if a total on that yet? Are, is that better, what, 35? I do not, no, I don't, ha- I don't have a total in front of me right now, but yeah, that total is going to be abysmal. Let me see here. There are totals up. Especially if Iowa State is favored. How about 36-and-a-half right now? Oh, my God. That's first to 17 wins. That might be first to 14 wins. It might be first to double figures with. Yeah, exactly. Yep. (laughs) At 430. And again, you look at the 1230 schedule, it's ABC, Fox, CBS with the big games. 430, same thing. CBS, ABC, NBC have the big game. NBC, of course, Ohio State at Notre Dame. CBS, Iowa at Penn State. ABC, Texas at Baylor. Uh, two out of three ain't bad. Well, although I am still waiting for for Texas to do the job in a game they have no business doing a job to It'd be hilarious. And I mentioned it. I mentioned it jokingly a couple weeks ago, or actually last week after Texas beat uh, Bama. I said, "Yeah, just watch them watch them lose to Baylor for no reason later. It could totally happen this week while everybody's watching Ohio State and Notre Dame. Ohio State and Notre Dame could could be." And I'm not going to say, you know, when it comes down to the entertainment value and, and all that stuff, but in terms of shaping the, the path for the rest of the season might be the game of the year here. Yeah, it's true. It's true because somebody's going to lose and somebody's going to have that marker for the playoffs for the rest of the year. Yep. Sneaky little game at the same time on ESPNU, Memphis at Missouri. Could be let down there for the, for the Wildcats. Could be a lot of points. For the Wildcats. For the Tigers. They're both Tigers, though. But the Wild Missouri Wildcats. What the hell? What's wrong with me? Oh, y'all, y'all cats look alike. They really do. After that, the schedule's kind of weak. 5 o'clock ACC Network, North Carolina at Pittsburgh. Should be a no-brainer for your Tar Heels. Should be. Here's the thing. Should be, but... This has been a weird, weird series since Pitt joined the league, and it's always been nip and tuck. Games coming down to the wire. The last time, they, the last time these two teams played in Pittsburgh, you remember me bitching about the overtime game where Pitt got the ball first, scored, and then in the break between the time, like the commercial break between the, the possessions, the monsoon came in. Oh yes, yes, that was in Pittsburgh. 
Weird things happen in this rivalry, and nothing's a guarantee. But God, t- if Carolina wants to look, be taken seriously as an ACC contender, let alone anything else, just an ACC contender here. That's all I'm talking about. I'm not being greedy or anything. You want to be treated seriously as an ACC contender, win this game convincingly on the road against a jabroni like Pitt. Yeah, the late slate's not great. Yeah, the, the late night get back. Give it up, please. USC at Arizona State on Fox, Cal yeah. at Washington on ESPN, Kent Kent at Fresno on CBS Sports. Yeah, good good, good opportunity there for for Fresno to to bring their their group of five New Year's Six resume down by by beating Kent State by twenty eight points. So. You know, okay, so Fresno shut out Arizona State last week. How many quarters you think they can go? Before Kent scores, or can they pull two shutouts in a row? They're good enough to pull two shutouts in a row. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Kent's yeah. that bad. So the, the line's 27 and a half. Is Fresno State going to win that game 28 now? Is it what's what's the total? 30. I don't have I don't have the total in front of me, but it should be 30. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw like 41, something like that. Oh no, no, it's 49 and a half. That's right. It's insanely high. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't see Kent scoring in this game. No. Oh, that's interesting. I was like, catch, catch Caleb Williams and Michael Penix throwing the ball around the yard if you're closing out the night late. And then late night get back out on the island, New Mexico State at Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, team one sports, only viewable on an app. What do you do in Hawaii? Come on, do better. Go figure it out, yeah. Oh, but speaking of Hawaii, uh, the official word came out this week that they are moving the Maui Invitational over to Honolulu for the, for the year while they uh, repair the island there. Yeah. Good news. At least it's going to Hawaii. Yes. They're not bringing it to Asheville for the Roy Williams Invitational or anything like that. So so that's all we got. We're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to put some money on these games. Hope to continue our mortgage play streak. Two and one this week. That means you got a free month's mortgage out of us. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We'll continue to do that. And if we don't. Well, you know, the rest of the season's free because we guarantee winners. Guaranteed winners, absolutely. For Joe Sackick, John Elway, Nikolai Jokic, and screw it, NLCS MVP Jeff Francis. How about that? How about that for a pull? That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll be back here Wednesday. We're going to make some plays. We're going to make some money. And we'll do it all right here on Six Year Seniors.